morning. I'm here at the Denver Gold Show. My name is Sean Rusin. I'm the founder of the Cisco Group of Companies, uh, starting with the Cisco Mining Group One back in 2003, uh, and then uh, also the founder of Cisco Gold Royalties, a Cisco Development Corporation, uh, and founding chairman of Cisco Mining Two. Uh, the Cisco Group has been a long participant in the resource development, mostly focused on precious metals, but also some uh, base metals, and currently working on some of the metal transition uh, projects that we see in lithium and uh, and base metals as well. Um, as a group, we've uh, been around for quite a while. We've uh, created about $10 billion worth of market cap uh, in different companies, uh, and we're currently evolving with our, our main strategy, which is big brownfield deposits. Uh, in good jurisdictions like Canada and the U.S. and North America. Uh, and we've got two that we're going to talk about today, uh, one being the Caribou Gold Project in central British Columbia, and the second being the Tintic Gold Project located just outside of Provo, Utah. Uh, and uh, that's going to be an exciting one. We're getting ready to drill a, a big target there. Sean Kassir, and uh, not, well, in beautiful surroundings here <laughs> in Colorado Springs. Somewhat. Uh, right, you're here at the conference, you're here to do what? Are you promoting the group or are we talking about the development company? Uh, mostly what we're working on today, we have uh, three or four different tracks on the go. Our royalty company is doing very well uh, with these equity markets the way they are. The royalty business is extremely busy. Um, and we also have a Cisco Mining and a Cisco Development here, right? Uh, as well as some of our other uh, tier two uh, development groups. Right. And to have the investors, have the banks, has the money turned up? Well, I think that right now, you know, we're a bit of a war of attrition. Um, there's a lot of uh, junior developers, junior explorers out there that need financing. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on that space right now. Uh, however, that is creating opportunity both for private equity, royalty companies, and corporates uh, who are looking to acquire uh, development assets. Right. And so you've come at this with a blended approach to risk as well. The royalty companies, it's prime time for those guys. Yeah. I bet a lot of conversations happening there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got uh, full deal teams on the ground here running in two tracks. Um, so, you know, we've seen uh, a lot of companies that uh, have come around to the royalty and streaming business um, that uh, we would we would not normally see in a, in an equ a strong equity market. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, field of opportunities that we're, uh, we're active in. Okay. And uh, we've always been sort of a down cycle strategist to, you know, buy low, sell high, easy to say, hard to do. Well, well we're right there right now. So let, yeah. let's, let's come out to uh, the royalties another time. Obviously, things are going great guns there. Um, this about Cisco development. Yeah. Today, you've got a couple of projects going on, and I want, to, I want to ask this question in the backdrop of what's been a tough market for the last three years for precious metals. Share price is not looking particularly uh, nice to look at at the, at the moment. How do you build a business in that environment? Yeah, well, we're, you know, every one of these projects usually goes through at least one cycle. So we do our best to plan ahead, take advantage of the cycle, and down cycle, we'll try and deploy capital to reduce costs by buying equipment and uh, hedging out uh, costs. Uh, at the bottom, um, getting through permitting cycles, which we're doing right now, and also uh, any chance we can to bolt on projects that are coming in at low cost. So within our group right now, uh, you know, the main development project is called Caribou Gold, uh, located just uh, south of Quinell. It's a classic of Cisco story. Uh, this is a brownfield camp that was part of the fabric of the development of Canada back, founded back in the 1858. Um, you know, lots of historic mining there, and it was the reason that, Can that British Columbia was in the Canadian Federation. Um, fast forward to where we are now, we took the project over in 2016. Lights kind of went on uh, on a geological model that I think is quite striking. Uh, 
in 2018, and we filed for our feasibility study for the permit for 4,900 ton a day underground mine uh, back in 19, and we just received notice that um, our EA has been referred for the minister, so we're through the final steps of the permitting process, and our goal was uh, you know, to get the permit for that initial phase. We think this is a mining camp, uh, and this gets us uh, a big project uh, built in Canada. Uh, we're looking for about 200,000 ounces a year to come out of that with the building stones to maybe be a 350 to 500,000 ounce a year uh, camp as we get further into the development on this project. <laughs> okay, so and we'll go down to you in a second. Um, you've raised as much money as your market caps today. So how do I as an investor in the last three years, it, how do I as an investor gauge the value, true value of a, of a business like that if... Uh, the market's not giving you any kind of credit, almost, it seems. Yeah, I think it comes back to the buy low, sell high strategy. Uh, um, a lot of money has gone into these projects and all very wisely spent, uh, mostly you know, in, in the terms of uh, the BC Caribou Gold Project. They're benefiting from 750,000 meters of drilling, which is about 2 million feet. Um, and there's about $260 million worth of infrastructure has been put in place. Um, so you're really getting a you know quite a deal if you come into the shares right now and it you know, there's a couple of catalysts that I would, you know, say are are, are pertinent in a market like this. Uh, this will be one of probably the next gold mine to be fully permitted in Canada. Um, it's located on brownfields and it's going to be a very ESG-friendly mine um, in that we have a deal with BC Hydro at 6.1 cents Canadian a kilowatt hour. And most of the mining equipment will be electric. Uh, so it's it's quite a quite a new, new, new tech mine uh, taking advantage of that. And we've received several credits. Uh, within BC and Canada to build this mine uh, with these newer technology. Right. So Warren Buffett says, if you're investing, it's about the future value, the money that the company's yes. going to give you. It sounds like from the feasibility study numbers, this will throw off a lot of cash. Yeah. People aren't getting it right now. Well, I think there's two main numbers to remember about the Caribou Gold Project. One is we're getting about 14,000 ounces per vertical meter. So 100 ounces, uh, 100 vertical meters would get you 1.4 million ounces. Uh, we've drilled this thing down to about 900 meters in, in sort of proof of concept. Um, on a resource level, we've only drilled it down to 350 meters, and we ended up uh, with about uh, 3.7 million ounces of vision indicated another 1.7 in, uh, in, in inferred. Um, so if you, you know, extend that down below us, which we've been at proof of concept now, you can see it becomes a sizable asset. And, you know, the Cisco Group, we're always about world-class trying to get to Tier 1, which is 500,000 ounces a year. The reason we stuck into this project is, is the way we have uh, is because we believe this is a mining camp, not just a mine. Um, and, you know, this first step will get us the central processing facility um, and a significant amount at depth under the existing structure. It's 83 kilometers or 50 miles of trend. And the current resource is on four kilometers or two and a half miles. Um, you know, so we've explored about 6% of the mineralized belt on this thing. So it is going to be a large project of the future. And what's the timing on this? We've got the feasibility study out. Are you going through Bankable as well and then fundraising, inevitable fundraising to do that? Yeah, we're in project financing right now. Okay. Uh, it looks pretty good. Um, we filed a feasibility study in, in January for phase one of the 4,900 tons a day. And we're working on you know the exploration to go right. to, gotcha. to expand on that premise. Um, but that 4,900 tons a day will generate about 200,000 ounces and sets the stage. Uh, for possible expansion after that. Okay, and, and, and just again, I'm trying to understand the mindset. You've got 40% owned by, um, by Cisco royalties. You've got yeah. that, so 
reasonable institutional following there and, and, and retail behind that. Does that kind of register structure cause you any problems in terms of liquidity? Um, you know, we can always argue about liquidity. I mean, everybody everybody loves the idea of liquidity. Everybody hates it when you get it on a down cycle. <laughs> Um, you know, I think that having a big block in there, uh, you know, while we try and evolve this asset and get the market uh, market eyes on it, it's a bit, you know, we're a bit in the uh, in the ramp up to, you know, the recognition as we come through this permitting and development phase, um, and we see the larger project emerge. Uh, so to protect it through that that portion of the market cycle, um, I think having the big block in there is a big advantage, and also shows our commitment to the project. Uh, for, as the Cisco for, group. For sure. Now, you must be here meeting some of those institutional guys in the gals. Yeah, totally. So, w w their concerns, because they're obviously suffering from, well, certainly in fund side redemptions. Um, they're suffering like everyone else. Are you, you under any pressure to perform? Uh, totally, yeah. I haven't taken any days off this year. Uh, you know, I, I, as I always say, I'm built for war, not peace. So, <laughs> um, I like these kind of markets in terms of getting everybody motivated and expediting things and putting uh, a sense of urgency into things. Um, yeah, so we work hard in these markets, and uh, right now we're taking advantage by securing equipment. We've uh, we've bought our own uh, milling equipment, uh, uh, which is all brand new, but in storage in Prince George at about ten cents on the dollar. Uh, we've secured contracts with Sandvik uh, and other suppliers. We're working hard with First Nations on power line joint ventures. So we're very busy uh, in terms of a down cycle strategy, which we've been through before. You have to remember, we built Canadian Malartic, Canada's largest gold mine, in 2008 and 9, um, when it was, the world was ending. Um, so we've seen these things before, and if you, you know, you this is the the market you want to work 20 hours a day in, um, because you can get a lot done while everybody else is, you know, having a chat about what to do next. Well, talk to me about the, the, the. I always like to know what's going on in the head of of the CEO. In in good times, it's easy to kind of you know just let things run as they are because it's working why change it in moments like this you've been you know well you've been putting a lot of pressure on your management teams to actually <laughs> yes. perform should we, should some we would say, say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've seen a few headlines um you know so you know your message to them and your message to shareholders about again come back to that how do you build businesses is what well i think i'm like a lot of entrepreneurs i come from a very humble background uh so i always have a a sense of urgency about getting things done and, and making hay while the sun shines because, you know, I did 13 years in West Africa. My takeaway from that is no matter how bad it is, it could get far worse. Mm, with him. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, my, my intensity in the, in, the, in the development, especially development assets, which are extremely hard and it's, a, you know, it's a different sport. There's not that many of us that do it. Um, you know, you have to, you have to be pushing all the time and, you know, it, you know, you, the harder you work, the more opportunity you create and, um, that's certainly been the case for us. We sold our company in 2014. Uh, we IPO'd with the Cisco royalties two days later. Um, you know, about $500 million market cap. Mm -hmm. Uh, now that company is worth 3.2 billion. Uh, and we, the other companies in the, on the platform are worth about another 2 billion. So, so, you know, combined it's 3 billion for the royalty company and 2 billion for the rest of the platform. So we're bigger now than we were, uh, in 2014. Uh, and that's come out of this sense of urgency to push. John Brzezinski's a, you know, he's a he's a extremely capable CEO, and he's done an extraordinary job of raising money and drilling out the windfall deposit, which nobody else I think could have done. Uh, and we're in the same process, both in the Caribou Gold Project as well as in Utah, where we, well, have, yeah, you know, remain perched on the edge of greatness there with a yeah. drilling grade. next to Robert Friedland's uh, 
Tintic project, um, chasing after a Bingham style porphyry. Uh, so we're, you know, we're elephant hunting on that one, which is what the Cisco platform is for is to go and do good geological work and then do, yeah, you know, acquire things. In the case of Tintic, for example, we spent 13 years working on that. Uh, the targeting was really originally done by Dick Silito, uh, who's somewhat the godfather of the porphyry model. And, uh, you know, Dick's been calling us two, every two months for 13 years that we need to own this thing and drill this thing. We finally got it done in 2022. Um, and that's, you know, that's the Cisco way is that, you know, we persist. Uh, we don't necessarily do the deals that are available in the marketplace. We choose what we want to do. And then we drive hard to make it happen. This one took forever. It took 13 years to get it. Yeah. Um, and we're about to drill that here in the next month or so. So do you feel you've got enough on your hands at the moment? Because like, it's tough to get market. It's tough to get money in this market for anyone. Yeah. For the great and the good <laughs> e equally. But there's some deals out there as well. But your portfolio is big enough? Uh, well, I'm a context player. Um, I don't really look at the market so much as I look at uh, assets on a relative to each other basis. Mm -hmm. And I'm always looking for tier one assets. And the only time that those become available to a group like us is during a downtick. So we're hunting. Uh, we're looking at things pretty intensely. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we'll, we'll take advantage where possible. Um, we've had extraordinarily good access to capital. Uh, we've raised over $3.2 billion in equities. Uh, on the platform, uh, so we're pretty well known within the institutional space, and, and you know, as close to being a bankable name as you, as you could be, I think. You know, the, right? There's obviously there's you know the Lundins and the Robert Friedlands and the Rossbys of the world, and, right? You know, That's then the, our group has been pretty capable, and we've delivered value in the past. So, 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 so going to finish off here because I know you got places to be and meetings to be in. Okay, is I like markets like this because it, it shakes the tree, things yeah. fall out that should fall out. Uh, and there's a little bit more breathing room for everyone else. So your, your advice for investors looking and assessing and diligencing companies, what makes a strong company? What makes a good investment? Yeah. Well, the case of ODB, we've got $86 million in cash on the, on the balance sheet, no debt. We've got $33 million worth of marketable equities. Uh, and we've got two world-class brownfield camps that are right in our a Cisco theme, which is called SUDS, which stands for Shut Up and Drill Stupid. Um, and okay, you know, so first time I heard that, that's good. But no, that's the Cisco theme. It was on our PowerPoint back in 2004. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're 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 looking at all these brownfield camps, which is our specialty. Yeah. Um, we you know within the group we've done a couple other things: uh, Brunswick uh, uh, exploration in the lithium space, and then uh, you know Gas Bay Copper and Pine Point and some of these other base metal projects. And we continue to acquire good assets uh, within the group. We have very capable management teams that we can. Uh, you know, incubate assets uh, with, and then, you know, in our group, when you have a good good management team and they take an asset to a certain level, we tend to go back and back to the start and uh, incubate another asset and continue to grow that way and add value. You know, so I mean, I think if you look at the Cisco group, you can buy a lot of these. The royalty company is obviously um, going to be the hot ticket in the in the downtick market in the development space. I think between OSK and ODV. Um, you've got a couple of leaders in the space that uh, have the ability to do world-class things. Uh, so that's kind of where I would sit right now. And catalyst events that for investors are, you know, permits and finance, project financing and, and, and uh, you know, wrap-ups, mine builds and that sort of thing uh, for, for true value. Those are where the, where the paydays are going to come. Sure. Appreciate the time. Very right. busy, man. Thank you. You better get back there. So we uh, back to the battlefield.